I'm here with my long-lost brother, Roman. How we doing, Lenny? Oh, I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for asking. And my best friend who, if I slapped him, that would be considered animal abuse, JT. What kind of animal, though? What kind of animal? Are we talking about a rhino with one of the great big body parts, or are we talking no, about like a so. monkey? You're a fucking uh, hippo, I, man. Hippo. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? My name's Lenny, and this is the Mr. Goodbeer Podcast. Guys, I brought a friend in here with me today. I see that. This is Cody. Cody is a keto enthusiast, a hand-to-hand <laughs> combat master, owner of Muse Tattoos in Meridian, Idaho, and a tattoo artist extraordinaire, Cody Lee. Also known as uh, the Lesser Anteater. <laughs> Very nice. The Tamandua. So I, I definitely wouldn't call myself a master, but I am a lot of guys' grappling dummies. So. <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing? Good. How you guys? What are we having a drink? Uh, it's, it's I like the old fashioned myself, All but right. uh, the sun's still up, so uh, we don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah we don't. We don't care. We don't care. Old fashioned for him. Sun's up somewhere all the time. Roman, Lenny, what you want? I'm just going to go straight Bud Light, guys. I'm sorry. All right. Roman, just give me an IPA. 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 All right, man. Roman wants a Cosmopolitan. Thank you. <laughs> that or a white claw. Can find a fuzzy navel? Yeah, fuzzy navel. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. A fuzzy navel. I could go for a sex on the beach, too. <laughs> sex on right? the beach. This is apparently a, yeah, Lenny's ticket. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, I'll, I'll do it. We're going over our Mary Kay numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cody, I have some questions for you about tattooing. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah. How long have you been tattooing now? It's been a while, hasn't it? 16 years. It'll be 17 in October, the last week of October. Dang. So. Yeah, it is. That is a while now. <laughs> that, that's a career. Yep. The hardest uh, I've ever worked, and I haven't felt like I've had a job in 16 years. So, How many tattoos do you but, think uh, you've done in that time? Uh, dude, I've tried to figure that out before. It's funny. I got a drawer in my shop that's packed with line drawings. We use iPads now, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. do everything. Like, you know, and, um, it's funny. I was talking to one of my artists about this. We were looking at this other guy online. He's a sign painter, and this guy's artwork is just insane, and, and uh this other artist who's a, a painter and I was just like, God, man, their output's just insane. Like he just sketchbooks and paintings. And he's like, yeah, you have that too, dummy. I was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, go look at the drawer. I was like, Oh yeah, I guess I do. You know, like he's, you just don't think about it, but man, I'm, I'm in the thousands. Nice. I mean, you know, if we're not talking about like the, and not to offend anybody, the, the white, the Pinterest white girl tattoos, you know, but I don't really call it, classify those, but you know, I do a lot of large scale stuff, um, back pieces, sleeves, um, because I've been doing it so long. Sure. Like I never wanted to be a tattooer. Like I, I never, I shouldn't say never. When I was 18, I told my dad, I had a buddy of mine that was tattooing. He, he worked at a place called Bound by Design in Denver. And he was just, uh, he was a friend of a friend, and he gave me my first tattoo, and he was like, dude, your sketchbook's amazing. It's better than most of the guys I work with. You should let me apprentice you. And he's, you know, it's a great gig. And I was like, and I'm broke. Like, I think right. at the time I was uh, working as a hod carrier, or no, I was heavy equipment operator. I don't know. I've had a slew of odd jobs. But um, <laughs> I'm seeing this guy, like, pulling out, like, massive cash, and, like, just, you know, he's 
making a living drawing. And I was like, that's all I wanted to do. You know, I was like, I went to art school. You know, I, I wanted to work for Disney or Marvel or sure. be a painter or something. Yeah. And uh, so I went and told my dad, I was like, yeah, dad, I, I think I, I want to be a tattooer. And he's like, I'll pay you not to be. Oh. And I was like, why? And he's like, tattooer is no different than a pedophile. What? Same, yeah, they are the scum of the earth. Oh my god! They are low life, seedy people, and he's like, "No oh, son of mine is going to be a tattooer." So yeah, wow. so I put it off. That was when I was nineteen. I put it off until I was like twenty-five. Yeah, it was okay. like I had just turned twenty-five. Was it just sitting in the back of your mind that you know that is what I want to do? Well, or? the thing is, it's like so when I I was. Uh, so were you using art already? Like at that point in your life, were you using art? I'd always draw. Like yeah, but no, like I'd for never a make career? any money doing no? it. Okay. No, okay. no, like I went to I went to art school. Right. Okay. Like, you okay. Know, but I was a dropout. But I <laughs> uh, I learned how to roll a really good joint. No. That's about it. Before an art class. So, but no, um, I uh, I I had been working up in a place called Steamboat Springs, Colorado, and I was a line oh, cook. I know, Steamboat. And it's just, it's a depressing place for a young man. Like, it's the male-to-female ratio is seven to one. I mean, <laughs> odds are good, but the goods are odd. Right, you know? right, right. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, I came home from my grandpa's funeral, and it was like, it was, I was 22. Uh, it was uh, January of uh, 2001, and I come home, and I'm just a party boy, just fucking off, not taking care of shit my sister my dad cornered me and like you need to get your shit together and get a real job i was like okay what's a real job and my sister was working as a software test engineer here in boise and she's like you're gonna come work for me i was like i don't even know how to turn on a computer like, you want me to test shit? Uh -huh. so fucking super frustrating so I come up here her and my brother-in-law give me a crash course and i start doing this software testing thing and I used to run suspension tests where I would upload software for a computer, hit enter and sit there for four and a half hours and do nothing. And then the second part of the day was upload another 15 minutes worth of software, hit enter and then sit there until it was time to check out. So I would just sit there and draw. Yeah, like I would just draw. draw the whole oh, yeah. time. Oh, yeah. And everybody that like saw my work was just like, what are you doing here? Why are you here? You shouldn't you, why aren't you a professional artist? You know? And it's like, I, I don't know. So anyway, cut to like two years later, and I hated this. I have never been more depressed and miserable in my life. I gained like 40 pounds. I started wearing clothes from Old Navy. I just hated my life. It was fucking awful. And I started dating this chick, and she was a dancer. <laughs> <laughs> a dancer? <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. That's great. But she was heavily tattooed, and I'm staying with her. Well, all of our stuff gets outsourced to India. So we all get laid off, and we get severance packages and shit. Oh, and I was like, that, whoa, man. you know, I got That's money. Totally. Right, right. Yeah, it sucked, but it was also like the end of an end, you know. Sure. So I go to my parents, and I'm like, well, shit, you know, I was, this was supposed to be my career. Well, you know, what do I do now? And they both, without missing a beat, they're like, be an artist. I was like, oh, okay. Like, wait a I'll minute. Figure out the wait fucking a minute. recipe for cold, cold fusion while I'm at it. Like, it's that fucking easy. <laughs> so I have no idea, like, what direction to go. Well, this, so I'm like, um, I built a website. It was called the ninthcircle.org, which was like from Dante's Inferno, <laughs> The Sins of Betrayal. Uh -huh. is, okay. Uh, you know? All right. Nice. So, and I started doing these like really dark 
like paintings. Like, I mean, I don't even have half of them anymore um, between fires and losing shit. Um, oh. I've lost a lot of artwork. So, um, but the idea was, is I was putting together this portfolio. I was going to have it online and then kind of figure it out from there. Well, sure. I'm living with this chick, right? The dancer. And she's tattooed. Yeah. <laughs> and she'd bring like, you know, friends and stuff would come over and they'd see, you know, I had shit strewn about and paintings on the wall right. and shit. And they're like, why the fuck isn't this kid tattooing? And I'm like, because my dad says you, you tattooers are bad people, you know? I'm like, well, fuck your dad. So. What did your dad think uh, about your so, uh, dancing girlfriend? Uh, he, he doesn't like anything I he do. Does, so okay, all right. Matter. So that's, yeah, it does, okay. yeah. All right. My dad's the kind of guy that if I had a donut, he'd tell me there's a hole in it. Oh, right. right, right. <laughs> so, gotcha. So anyway, I, I love him dearly. I do love sure, him. Sure, of course I you do. If I'm so course. bad, but he's he's old school. Yeah. Like he is just you know he's the the old cowboy hippie type right. like crossover. It's a weird thing, okay. but they were they were common in the seventies. You know, Leonard Skinner. Exactly. I was named after Commander Cody in the Lost Planet Airman. So <laughs> okay, right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. But uh, I end up breaking up with this chick, and I'm like, I'm like just treading water. I don't know what to do with myself. Well, I need to go get car insurance because I, when I was living with her, we, you know, we were walking around everywhere. But I needed to get my car, and it wasn't running sure, at the time. Sure. So I caught a cab down to the insurance place. When I get down there, I don't have my ID on me. So I have to go all the way back home. You sound and, like an artist. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've since written a book called uh, Geometric Poop, Getting Your Shit Straight. So. <laughs> oh, these are the kind of guests I love, the ones with yeah, quick wit. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get that book on Amazon? It's better if you have somebody read it to you. <laughs> it's kind of all over the place. ADD kids don't write very well. Oh, right. so. But anyway, so I'm fucking going, and the guy's like, I can't get you insurance, you need your ID. I was like, fuck, my ID's at the house, and I'm living, like, up in the north end, and this is over off of Liberty and Fairview in, in Boise. So I'm standing up front, I was a smoker then, I'm fucking looking, there's a tattoo shop across the street, and I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna go call some places when I go sure. back home, so I call my Absolutely. friend. And I was like, I'm going to hit up these tattoo shops and see if I can get an apprenticeship. Do you think you can give me a ride? And she's like, absolutely. She's been my friend since we were little, little. So we go back. I call multiple different tattoo shops, and they're all just dismissive assholes. Like, it's just, they don't, uh, they're just assholes. That's the best way I think to put it. But one guy was like, hey, man, if your portfolio's banging, we'll talk. We can figure it out. Okay. I, I was like, okay, so my friend comes and picks me up, and I load up her truck. We have sculptures and sketchbooks and paintings no and just tons of shit, you know? Anything. And it's funny, because I have kids that come and ask me for... Uh, apprenticeships? Or... Apprenticeships yeah. now, and they don't have anything. It's like, I tattooed this on my friend, and it's like, that looks like shit. <laughs> That's not... And, you know. So I go in, and the kid is... Uh, He's tattooing, and there's, like, a wall up. So I walk around the corner, and I was like, hey, I called earlier about the apprenticeship. And he was like, cool. And I was like, yeah. Um, and he's kind of dismissive, just, like, eye roll, like, uh, what oh, are you wasting my time? Nice. He's like, give me. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. He's like, I'll be out there in a minute to talk to you. And I was like, cool. So he comes around, or he makes me wait, like, 15, 20 minutes. Of course. And in that time, I set up everything. Set up all my paintings and shit. I had, like, sculptured figurines that I had so made. you put together shit. your art show. Your gallery is, is what you did. Yeah. 
and he comes walking around the corner. He's like, holy shit. And I was like, yeah? I mean, are you looking for an apprentice? He's like, oh, yeah, I'll definitely apprentice you. No problem. There you here go. tomorrow. There I you was go. like, awesome. <laughs> so the irony is, is I had been offered apprenticeships three times before this. This was the first time I'd ever actually asked for one. So oh, yeah. it was kind of weird. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, when I, when I got my first uh, two... Well, Maud, he offered me one, and then I got tattooed twice in Golden, Colorado. And it was funny, I started with the one guy, he offered me one, and then I went to the guy that was in the chair across the room, and he was like, no, you sh- he sucks, you should go to me. <laughs> and then those guys ended up like beating the shit out of each other and both getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty hilarious. And that was so, 16 um, years ago. That's how that all started, huh? Yeah, and I... I didn't take it as seriously as I should have. I was an arrogant shit when I was a kid. Like, uh, you know, it's it, it, how it is. Like, you're, if you're good at something, like, I was always the best artist in my school and whatnot. And I was kind of dismissive. And in hindsight, I wish I wasn't such a shit. No, you would have been one you of those know, assholes that would turn somebody asking for an apprenticeship away at that point. Yeah. yeah. Well, Cody, exactly. there, there is so, something that I need to tell you. Mm. And, and I've never said this to you. But the first time that I came down to get work with you... Mm-hmm. Uh, for you to do some 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 tattoo work for me, yes, sir. You and I were just kind of talking, feeling each other out. We were going to set the appointment, and you said to me, "How do I phrase this so you don't sound like an ass?" Um, oh, that's gonna be tough. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well just make him sound like an ass. Go for yeah, it. just say it. I'm, I know who I am. You said, "You know, Lenny, it's my tattoo. You just get to wear it." And I thought, yeah. what a cocky motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but after hanging out with you, I get it. I understand what you're saying, because I've noticed things about you that I've not seen in other people. You've looked at the tattoos that I currently have, and you never talk bad about them. I can see in your eyes that you know they're bullshit, that they're nasty, that they need to be fixed. But you never yeah. say, well, that guy didn't know what the fuck he was doing. And I'm just curious about that. Is that a professionalism thing amongst tattooers or you specifically? Do people tend to to just berate other people's abilities or oh, are you just a cool sure. guy? Um, no, it's, well, there's a couple of things there. One, there's kind of that old Buddhist saying, like, you can't blow somebody else's candle out to make yours burn brighter. Okay. You know, okay. that doesn't, that doesn't work. But the other side of it is too. um, I, the younger kids that are not doing apprenticeships that are not like suffering like the rest of us did to learn it's hard to like hold your tongue okay. you know it's just it's kind of like you didn't try out for the football team mom and dad bought you a fucking team and then appointed you quarterback right, right. oh it doesn't help like with the internet age as well too oh, like, yeah. you don't oh, have yeah. to you don't have to haul your whole fucking portfolio over to the goddamn place dude you could have it all on a pad Walking in with mm-hmm. you, you know, you know. Well, and that's the so. difference well, that Cody went through in the beginning. It needs to be convenient. Yeah. It needs to be convenient or they won't do it. So there's a lot of kids that are, you know, not going through the, the motions to actually learn how to do it. And there's a lot more than just learning how to use a tattoo machine to being a tattooer. It's, you know, client interaction, learning how to actually draw a tattoo. I knew how to draw since I was a kid. But drawing a tattoo is a completely different thing. There's so many things well, there's that, like that, depth that and vary shit too, in like title. How much pressure you're pushing Well, in, codified right? images. Right, yeah. Codified images basically what you're trying to do. You're trying to make it so that whatever continent you're standing on, you know that's a tiger. Right. You know right, that's sure, a monkey. Sure. You know, you know, it's identifiable. Um, just because you can draw it doesn't necessarily mean you should be tattooing it necessarily. You know, that's that's the biggest thing. So 
Um, it's there's a lot of entitlement that I'm not a big fan of, but there's also these shit kids that don't understand that it might not look like much to you, but the guy that did it did it 40 years ago. Right built the tattoo machine, made the pigments, uh-huh. made the needles, you know, and was doing it when it was illegal. Right, and, right. you know, it was, it was hard. Well, like prison so, work. There's some awesome fucking prison work out there too, dude. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And those guys are all building that. like guitar strings in and order stuff. To do that exactly. And making their... So, plus, I also come from an era where there was a rather large gentleman with beards and leather vests that like to show up at tattoo shops and we're like, Hey, I heard you had something to say about my tattoo. Uh, Oh, so shit. Yeah. So just like, you know, just, it it doesn't, it doesn't serve me to shit on anybody, you know, unless they're standing right in front of me. And then I'm like, you know what? You're fucking waste of space. (laughs) You know, like it's, but beyond that, like, yeah, just, it doesn't seem if I, if you want, what happens 90% of the time is, is you come in with a turd on your arm. I don't need to tell you it's a turd. You know it's a turd. Just let me tattoo you. And then I tattoo you, and what happens? Hey, Cody, do you think you could do something with this? <laughs> they keep giving you money, man. Yeah, they just keep giving you money. So, And that's that's the way it's always worked. I mean, like, you know, you can shit on it. But I, I a lot of times, I, I've had that back... And I wasn't arrogant shit, like I said, when I was younger. Like, I, um, I would talk shit right, about right. somebody's tattoo. And they wouldn't come to me. They wouldn't come and get tattooed by me. They'd find somebody else to go fix that tattoo. And they, the whole conversation while they're getting tattooed is, fucking Cody's a real fucking douchebag. That guy just, yeah, fuck him. Right, right. You know, his work was good, but I, I would never let that arrogant shit fucking touch me. You know, so you got to have some, I, I can be abrasive, you know. You can still be abrasive and have class. Like, you know what well, I mean? Well, we're going to spend a lot of time together if we get if I'm sleeping you out. That's right. Well, exactly. You have to be able to handle both, like both ways. Every like the person you're doing and you would be able have to be able to handle each other back and forth for hour long yeah. sessions of you know. I mean, I'm the kind of person that I just sit there and shut up, dude. Like I, I like I don't worry about it, man. I can I can hang out with somebody that's tattooing my fucking arm and not say a goddamn word. Just sit there and watch, man. Close my eyes, relax, dude. Get but I get into the sure. feeling. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I love the feeling and the fucking whole process of it. So, like, I don't have to chat while I'm doing it. You're crazy. Fuck that shit. <laughs> I hate getting tattooed. I hate it. It's the worst, man. Like, I, I, it, it, there's no bigger babies than tattoo artists when it comes to getting tattooed. So, I mean, we can talk shit while you're in the chair. Like, come on, suck it up. Right, right, but right. it's actually... Us in the chair is a different story. Roman actually brought up something I did want to ask you. Uh... Because Roman's like, you know, I like the feeling. I can sit back. I can relax. And I have heard that some people get tattooed strictly for, well, you could almost call it therapy, right? There's a lot of, so I can give you a couple of examples. One, a lot of people in the program sure. that have uh, prior, like, be it uh, alcohol addiction, drug addiction, or okay. whatnot. You oh, do get an endorphin right. dump, so you get yeah, high off of it. Okay. So, um the other thing is, is I got a buddy of mine, really, I mean, salt of the earth, the sweetest guy I know. And he was raised as a, I don't want to offend anyone, he was a Jehovah's Witness okay, right, growing right, up. Right. So never drank, never smoked, never did anything, was very straight-laced, very straight-laced. And when I met him, which was about seven years ago, um, they had just left the church okay. and they were going off the deep end. They were like, we're going to try the booze and the tobacco. <laughs> and and tattoos. Tattoo. <laughs> so I was like, cool. 
Well, because this guy had never ever had a head change from anything before, this dude got high from getting mm -hmm. tattooed. Got he high, loved and it. I'm not like, oh, loved it. Between the loved adrenaline it. and the like dopamine that just got dropped, oh, yeah. that man, dude, it rocked oh, yeah. his world. I bet. Well, and the pain too. I bet he he kind of got into the. He whole wasn't thing. feeling it. He no, wasn't yeah, feeling the, the pain. He was That's so high. He didn't the dump feel was so thing, much. Man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, it, well, the thing is, is like I tell people when they're getting tattooed, you need to make sure that you don't do it on an empty stomach. Your glucose is what's fueling your endorphins. Okay. So if you, you, you know, we're sitting around drinking, if you got an empty stomach, you only need one, you know. Right. But you got a full stomach, you're going to need more. Well, the same rules apply with a tattoo. If you come in on an empty stomach and I start, you know, hammering, usually it's, it's like a roller coaster. You go spike straight up, and you feel great, and then you crash, right, and a lot right. of people will pass out. So, and it happens usually within the first ten minutes. Now, see, I didn't get addicted to tattoos until like the day after I got my tattoo. You know, yeah. I got home, I got in the shower, I tried to keep it dry, but you know, it's starting to crust up a little bit, and then I start looking at it, and I was fucking hooked. <laughs> I was like, "Yep, there's gonna be more of this shit." <laughs> oh yeah oh no you get one and then you're in well and if you get a good yeah. one a good one it's not just to be tattooed i try to stress this to people too the my selling point <laughs> like what i used to tell I, I worked with a guy that had been tattooing for 23 years he's like i've never seen anybody who could talk a fucking person into a tattoo the way you can <laughs> i was like well, i believe what i'm saying like i believe in my product and he's like yeah that's horseshit he's like i can't and he was telling somebody else this he's like I can't tell you how many times I've watched Cody have some girl that comes in and wants a fucking infinity knot and leaves with a fucking appointment to get a house. <laughs> and I'm like, and it usually doesn't stop there. But the reason being is, is it's like, like I was saying, it's not your tattoo. It's my tattoo. I want, if it sucks, you're not going to tell people it was your shit idea. You're, you know, and I'm not around to defend myself. Right. So you're going to be like, look what he did to me. Right. You know? right. Yeah, you're, and the you're, worst you're is, the is to spend the fucking there. time and the money. Well, you're spending the time, the money, and the pain to get fucking tattooed. And there's nothing worse than just walking up, your buddy just got blasted by me, and you got blasted by the clown down the road, right. and you micromanage the shit out of your tattoo, and it needs to be done this way, and it needs to be in this spot, and blah, blah, blah. I know so goddamn much because I watch fucking Eat Master. <laughs> I just want you to know, I've never watched an episode. I've watched almost every season. <laughs> Well, that was the Mr. Good Beer podcast, and apparently JT watches a little bit more reality television show than he lets on. Don't forget to come back next week for the part two of our interview with Cody Lee from Muse Tattoos, where we talk about tattoo myths, and we take a whole lot of shots. Talk to you later, guys.